0: Thank <laughs> you. did you get Stephen Hawking <laughs> was he at Walker Stalker yeah. don't mention the Walker part no, no. tasteless the joke based on that should also be tasteless
1: maybe he goes to roller stroller. stroller roller strollers
2: that's the zoo stroller jam
0: 2000 Wheels,
2: <laughs> the recording. Let's do it. can wait to put on.
0: Your microphone's not on. Oh, it's
2: on. Oh, it's just not popcorn it's, it's,
0: it's, Scotch and caramel popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like guys. the kings. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: later, jelly and ice cream. Ooh.
2: Do this thing. Thought we were. Let <clears throat> I me mean, officially do this thing. Welcome to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast, the podcast where we talk about horror movies of the past and present. We are your hosts. I'm Richard, and with me are Jolien, hello, and Will, hello. This momentous occasion marks half a year we've been doing this thingy. Well, all right, twenty-six weeks. That's 26, half. Of, that is half yeah. of fifty-two, isn't it? Yes. Right. All right. So, we're old, seasoned, haggard pros at this now.
0: I think we have to do 10,000 episodes before we're considered pros. Oh, yeah.
2: There's podcasts that have been podcasting since... Before there were pods. Yeah, back when they had to carve <laughs> their, their devices out of wood.
1: Yeah, And then just gather in the town square and yeah. debate the latest mystery play.
0: It was just three guys talking in a room, but su- they weren't recording it.
2: <laughs> do you suppose there's an arc to this whole thing where you you care more and more and then you start to get comfortable and care less and less? Do you think that happens? About what? About what we do. Anything? Anything mm-hmm. you do? like Well, you know, specifically podcasting. Uh,
0: yeah, we could get lazy at it, I suppose. We could. Lazier. We could. I like could sleep. Through
2: the podcast, I could do th- three or four interviews at Walker Stalker and then just bank those. And we could just be like, nah, let's take the week off. Run that thing with that guy from the thing in it. Do that. All right, I'll we'll just put some music beds behind it. And here's that interview with that guy. No. Well, those are not easy gets. So I kind of feel like those will be um, if someone's sick, or say, for example, I don't know, there's a blizzard. With Two Feet of Snow. Mm-hmm. Something like that happens and we'll just be like, you know what, let's run the interview of the guy from that thing.
0: Or we come up short because we talked about some awesome movie everybody loved and we couldn't think of anything to say about it. Yeah, it's all <laughs> downhill from <laughs> oh, there. Oh, that was great. I really liked the, that part and the other part. I think
1: mm-hmm. what we could do is uh, bring in a collection of short stories like M.R. James or something and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we could just read a story.
0: Silently to ourselves, <laughs> it'll just, make for great podcasting.
2: You'll, you'll hear the pages turning.
1: Well, I actually, I'm
0: taking podcasting in a whole new weird way.
1: Today, we're, we're going to be doing your favorite movie, Haxon.
0: It's not actually Haxan. my favorite. I picked it because uh, my favorite's Nosferatu, and I figured oh, we'd all okay. seen that. And we had just watched The Witch, so Richard had not seen Haxon. I had not. And okay. so I figure. Let's talk about hacks. And, well, I thought we could do the it, same year. It,
1: the first podcast done entirely in intertitles.
2: That would be
0: great.
1: Mm.
2: So what have you guys watched since last time? Let's let's cover that. Let's get that out of the way. Oh my God. So we didn't really get to do that last time. No.
1: So I've forgotten everything.
2: Um, <laughs> I've completely forgotten what I've watched.
0: Let's see. A couple episodes ago, I watched that. Death of Superman lives. Oh, you
2: did get to see that. I finally, Do got you to love watch that. It. Was it awesome?
0: Yes, after much trouble finding it, uh-huh. it kept popping up saying it was on Hulu, but, but it wasn't on Hulu.
2: wasn't It was on uh, Netflix, wasn't it? No, Where the it was hell on it? Showtime. That's what it was. That's right. Because I found it in the Xfinity on demand. But thankfully, crap. one
0: of my friends on the internet had a copy just sitting around. So, uh, <laughs> but uh. I I enjoyed it. I have to say that John Peters was probably the most entertaining part of that movie.
2: Yeah, easily. He
0: is such dumbass. <laughs> he has such a finger on the pulse of America. Uh-huh. When he told the story about saying wanting to have Batman say "I'm Batman, motherfucker" <laughs> at the beginning of Batman, the michael keaton tim burton one he's like kids would have gone nuts yes yes we would have gone nuts at that age i would have lost my mind <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah just the i'm batman was awesome enough when you're young but man you you dropped the mf bomb on the end of that <laughs> yeah motherfucker that's cool so man we're already swearing like a bunch of sailors yeah i thought
1: we we're gonna do an all polite Episode. I can bleep that for the last one. Okay. I'll, I'll bleep that. All right.
2: I'll bleep the shit out of that.
0: Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucked up. I won't do it again.
1: Golly gosh. So
2: cancer. <laughs> <laughs> we removed the cancer from our last one, and I don't mean. That's so.
0: good. Okay. That's good. Leave that bit in.
1: Right, I, I do remember I I saw. Um, the two horror movies I've seen recently, uh, Visiting Hours. I read this book about slasher movies, so I wanted to mm-hmm. check out some slashes I hadn't seen before. Visiting now, Hours has got.
2: That's the one with the box art that's got the building with the lights yeah, on and the yeah, shape of the, the tra- skull. Yeah,
1: all the trailers, like there's this big uh, facade of this hospital and all the lights go out and then it leaves this kind of skull. Skull, yes. Now, hmm. let me. Let signifies me, something rather. Let me year ask is this? you. 81.
2: Does the movie match the awesomeness of the box art? Pretty much. <laughs> good, because I always saw that in the video story and went, eh, "No, well, it's going to suck."
1: I'm not going to spoil it because it, it, it's pretty clear about who the killer is straight off. But it's Michael Ironside, mm. and he's great. He's so sleazy. Oh, and he's he's human as well. He's not he's not like a masked.
0: He's good in anything.
1: Like supernatural guy, slasher. He's he's like this human guy. Is just
0: who's. Poof, not observing visiting hours,
1: yeah, <laughs> and he's, he's after this uh, woman, I think it's Lee Grant, who's done this TV interview and uh, she's Dare to Be Feminist, and uh, so he wants to kill her.
2: I
0: just watched a Columbo with Lee Grant,
1: right? And she's really good, and then uh, William Shatner's in it some of the time. He's he's like a producer, something, who, yeah, he's always like livens things up whenever he's on at least yeah i mean he, he's, he's pretty good in this and yeah quite in, quite enjoyed it
2: i like, liked his cameo in uh, john carpenter's halloween
1: <laughs> 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 you think that's his best role
2: <laughs> where they just put his skin over someone else's face <laughs> no i don't i actually like the guy a lot
1: and then uh, i saw this one called uh, a christmas horror story
2: oh, that was the other Krampus. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, it's this uh, Canadian like, portmanteau movie. They wanted to make a a film which would be kind of like Pulp Fiction, but a Christmas horror version. Okay. Uh, so there's like uh, stories that kind of interconnect. There's characters who appear in more than one of the stories. And uh. then there's uh, Shatner again who plays this DJ who who's uh, doing a Christmas show and getting more and more drunk as he does it and uh so he appears in between the stories and the stories are kind of intercut it's not one followed by another oh okay uh which kind of takes the tension out a little bit i thought but yeah uh,
0: i would imagine that would be hard
1: yeah but you, you got like a one one story has a krampus in it and uh uh there's there's one with this santa being attacked by zombie elves and
0: how is the Krampus compared to Krampus? <laughs> well, in, in this
1: one, he's this big, he's like covered in white, and he's, a, he's like this bodybuilder. He looks like he plays with some uh, 80s heavy metal band or something. But So he's got this like the furry, like uh, Thor- furry loin. Yeah. or whatever. Is. Right. Um, was it Manowar? of um, Yeah. Yeah, so he's got his excellent like demon head and and uh and then he's mostly naked and he's got his like line cloth and things. And he and he uses like this chain weapon. Hmm. But uh, yeah. It's, uh,
0: Better what? or worse than Krampus. At least that Krampus.
1: Uh I I kinda enjoyed it. Uh it has some really good bits in it, yeah. It's right. kind of uneven. There's like more than one director. You know, these, these things are always uneven. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say check it out and and uh, be worth watching. I'll, you know, I'll watch once it. every few Christmases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out.
2: Well, there are people who watch that um, trick or treat movie. Mm. Like, I haven't seen that one yet. They watch it. There are people who watch it a lot, and um, I don't want to be the voice of dissent, but I don't think it's that good. I mean, I like one of the, one of the stories more. the other ones Hmm. but i think the um there's some gratuitous bloody vomit in it and we talked (laughs) about this before Mm. just Ah. just buckets of sick everywhere (laughs) so it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into it. But um, yeah, there are people who will just, uh, oh, I feel like watching it because it's July. And like, oh, good. It's Halloween mm-hmm. time coming around. So let's watch it every day. Yeah. It's like, really? There's better stuff.
1: Yeah. Christmas Horror Story it's like, uh, you expect it to all be like fun stuff, but um, mm-hmm. like Tales from the Creep Show sort of thing. Yeah. And, and some of it is, but uh, some of it goes into really taboo territory. It's quite surprising. Oh, yeah.
2: Good. So, um, Rare Exports, you saw that? Mm-hmm. I've seen it And you, you've as well. seen it? Should I watch that one?
0: Mm, I mean, you have it... got nothing else to do. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, and the reason I ask is because we're nowhere near Christmas, and, uh, you know, you, you, you won't be swayed by the festive mood in the air, so, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I do feel like I should see it, but... Uh, sure, why not? Yeah. Um... Anything else you've watched since last time, Joe? I have
0: one. Oh, yes. Let's hear it. Um, flipping through the channels. I see two seconds of a movie. I'm not kidding. Two seconds. And I scream out "Pumpkinhead!"
2: Oh my, <laughs> I feel like that's worth like a doing a mind eraser episode.
0: Yes. Pumpkinhead, which I remember being terrible, but I had the poster for the for the monster Pumpkinhead, head. So yeah. that was awesome. Um, I remember it taking place in the South, and uh, I've noticed something lately. I think I view the world as all being looking like Southern California,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> specifically Bronson Canyon. Yeah, Bronson Canyon. <laughs> That's 90% anywhere around.
0: Of it. Uh, you know, Nash is in Malibu, right? Where the Koreans attacked us in the '70s. Yes, <laughs> history's all messed up from TV.
2: <laughs> TV's bad for history. It really is. And so, um, h- how was your rewatch of Pumpkinhead? Was I it as couldn't terri- make it all the way through. Okay, was, I had
0: to. I had to stop at some point. It was as terrible as you remembered. It was pretty bad, and it looked yeah. like they spent about one hundred and fifty dollars on the whole thing.
1: But it's got that cool. Um, is it Chris Wallace did the creature? Um. I remember the creature. Stan Winston. Stan Winston Win- did the
0: movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and did Lance Doug, Hendrickson's in
2: it. Did Doug Jones uh, play the with part with big
0: fake teeth?
2: <laughs> Doug Jones. Did he do the? Did he play the monster? I
0: don't know who played the monster. I don't know that it was an actual person. Pretty it may sure it just been a big puppet.
2: Pretty sure it was a, a costume. Um, I, I seem to remember hearing one of the FX people on. I want to say it was the Killer POV podcast. You're welcome, Killer POV. Shout I out. I seem <laughs> to remember that
0: too. That. They made a big deal about the guy walking around on stilts or something. Yeah, a zillion years ago. Mm. When
2: again, when I was
1: yeah, enamored but with pumpkinhead for a long, long time.
2: It's not good. See, we've done we've done original versus remake a whole bunch of times, but we've only done Mind Eraser once, I think, which was none of us honestly remembered the car all that well. <laughs> and by the way, James Brolin is in, the, and I don't know if I mentioned this at all on the podcast but uh he plays like i want to say the character's a stoner but i I don't think you ever see him smoking any weed but he's like this hilarious old stoner grandpa type dude now and he's like still handsome for like an old man but he's he's old and he's on this uh sitcom called life in pieces and the most hilarious characters are him because he's like kind of goofy and weird and seems like he's high and this little girl who's like i don't know eight or nine
0: and Goofy and Weird
2: and Robin Kai. <laughs> no, she's kind of c- <laughs> cynical and, <laughs> I don't know, she's like the smartest character in the whole damn show. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's a cool show. It's worth a look. As much as I don't like mainstream television that much. Yeah. Um, did we miss anything, Jolly? Anything else you've seen?
1: Uh, I I saw several things, but I can't remember. Uh, those are the only horror movies I've seen recently. I've, I saw some, I saw um some like, Adaptations of novels like um, *Sense and Sensibility*, the Young Lee film with Emma Thompson, Mm. Mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, *Jane Eyre* with the the Orson Welles version.
0: Mm. Not familiar. Seen that one? Uh, I don't think so. So
1: it's got it was like made after *I Walked with a Zombie*, but it's got like uh, at least one of the same cast in it, and Mm -hmm. it's it's got that same dark look to it it's a really good looking if, if you want to check out something that looks like a horror movie with a budget all right Excellent. it's really really good photography and it, and it's uh i mean, this is filmed in like the 40s and they obviously didn't want to you know risk crossing the ocean to actually film it in england so yeah it, right it's all in this like studio and matte painting environment so it looks It's all in Bronson Canyon. (laughs) They built London in Bronson Canyon. Strange take on England with all these expressionist shadows and like miniatures and paintings for the castles and things like that. And it's got a really young um, Elizabeth Taylor turns up as one of the orphans. Ah, nice at one point. But uh, yeah, it's really cool. And and the uh, the bit where you you know the story, there's like this yeah, there's this like uh, shuttered room sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, That's Pretty good chilling bit.
0: Yeah, nice. that, was some, that was a pretty good part in the novel.
1: Yeah, so I I'd say check it out, and and if you want to, I, I was I was watching it too, uh, you know, to see um, to compare it with I Walk with a Zombie, and you know, see how close it was, and, and uh, yeah, it was really good.
2: Ah, cool. I guess it's my turn. Um, I've got about at any given time lately. It seems like between seven and ten episodes of the Sven Gulli show which um this again goes back to my childhood because I, I used to watch the original Sven Gulli. uh it's a show based in Chicago where they have a horror host talking uh in between you know going into and coming out of the commercials talking about the movie that you're watching and usually it's a B movie or there's something silly about it and once in a while it's a really good one um, but I decided to knock a couple of those off the list. So I started with the giant bug movies that were on there. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is there were, um, there were some things where Sven Gulli was walking the floor at, uh, um, flashback weekend, the show I was at, uh, I saw him at the show and he was interviewing people there. So it was kind of weird to watch this old Sven Gulli episode and go, Hey, <laughs> I was in that room when he was doing that thing. Hmm. But, um, I watched Tarantula, mm-hmm. and the Deadly Mantis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, yeah. Deadly Mantis, funny one. Um, you can't call it a cameo because he wasn't famous yet, really. But Clint Eastwood is the jet pilot. It's Tarantula. And tarantula. He is the tarantula. I didn't know that. He
0: is the tarantula.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is the tarantula. <laughs> he, he's wearing the tarantula suit. He's like, I'm huge. And I'm going to destroy
1: your city, see? Yeah, he's the pilot in Tarantula, and he's the one of the scientists in Revenge of the Creature.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I have not seen him. He, he has me. a rat
0: in his pocket.
2: <laughs> or he's just happy to see you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, from such humble beginnings, he, he became the American badass of several decades, and then the um, badass to to, old man.
0: He had to go to Italy.
2: that's true the spaghetti westerns and when i was a kid i didn't understand why my dad always referred to them as spaghetti westerns i was always looking for where's the italian food going to be served in this (laughs) old west town and uh yeah it turns out that they're filming them in italy
1: well they were mostly filmed in spain and uh and mexico weren't they
0: yeah there were Um, a lot filmed in mexico
1: actually and there's there's like westerns made in all over the place like so they've all got their own um patronizing name for whatever whatever country they were made by right so there's like German ones and there's like some, there's ones made in India and so you got
2: your sauerkraut westerns and your curry westerns yeah <laughs> we're making our way through the don't menu an eastern why don't we just call them easterns <laughs> <laughs> actually um, what was the one Japanese film that we refer to as an eastern um,
1: well Fistful of Dollars was based off of Yojimbo
2: yeah. yeah. Um, Magnificent Seven. Harakiri, that was the one.
1: Harakiri, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's filmed very much like a Western. Very, very gunslinger um, uh, shot setups. Uh, when one of the uh, samurai stands up and he's ready to draw a sword, you see that mm. view through his arm. All that stuff was set up very much like a Western. That's pretty cool. Okay, so those two giant bug movies were a lot of fun. We got to see Clint Eastwood's mug in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I want to say I watched something else spectacular, but I can't think of what it was. So let's talk about Haxon.
0: Okay. Haxon, which we were supposed to talk about three weeks ago. Yes.
2: And then someone was sick, and then there was a, was the curse and of there a, a blizzard. And then yeah. Zach Howard came in and took the place over for a little while. and um, Which was awesome, by the way. I mean, uh, a little bit of swearing, sure. Who cares?
0: We had a good time.
2: Yeah, we had a good time and, and a lot of information in there. I mean, the first hour of the thing you heard more about the process of you know getting hired to make a thing like that and you know some insider um information and uh and views about the comic book industry yeah as it were but then uh ask the man about pop culture stuff and cinema Mm. the gloves come off that's cool that's cool so
0: haxon i assume you all bought your ticket for superman 5 batman or batman 5 superman whatever it's called <laughs>
2: it's it's um superman v batman <laughs> Colin, the dawn of
0: justice yeah.
2: anyway haxon uh yeah. so, well, i picked this one yeah tell us why
0: because uh, we watched the witch i think we were talking about it earlier
2: <laughs> we were in a witchy role weren't we mm-hmm.
0: after we watched the witch i had to watch haxon again
2: yeah, I watched The Crucible, you watched Haxen, then you told us about Haxen, and then I watched it.
0: Yeah. So, um, 1922, silent film. Um, Sweden? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I don't remember the guy's, the director's name at the top of my head
1: Benjamin Christensen. Yeah.
0: Christensen.
1: Yeah, it's a Swedish film, made in Denmark.
0: 1922.
1: <laughs> so- a little bit in Norway.
0: Made in Bronson Canyon.
2: <laughs> it was. They it was, hadn't
1: even built Bronson Canyon in
2: 1922. No, it, it was filmed Nobody in Vancouver. It was even alive back then. <laughs> so this movie seemed like there were there were some uh, political motivations. Well, not political as much as social motivations mm-hmm. behind it.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, and I think that that was pretty noble, especially with filmmaking as we know it. The modern age of filmmaking was really just being born it was just happening and this is somebody who said i'm going to make a feature-length film whatever that means and it's going to have a very strong message about hey people have been screwing over people for centuries calling them witches and burning them and uh treating them poorly if if not burning them and uh I'm surprised that somebody thought to make it in in those days.
1: Well he was also thinking cuz uh, at the time there's all these uh, women being diagnosed as his, with hysteria.
0: Yeah, as they show at the end of the movie. Yeah, and
1: he was he was he wanted to point out that women have been dismissed or uh uh prejudiced against. Yeah. For no good reason throughout right. history.
2: Right, and the the trouble with witchcraft is that it's not really provable so much. So all you have to do is accuse somebody and then, yeah. you know, the onus is on everyone else but the accuser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then things end in drownings, burnings, hangings, crushings, all these horrible things that they were doing to people. Yeah. And sometimes in the name of
0: uh, the church. That That whole segment with torture implements, I can't watch.
2: It's rough. They don't it?
0: show anything <clears throat> really.
2: They I mean, mean to, it's not they
0: crushing anybody's leg or anything, but, no. you know, they're showing you just matter-of-factly.
2: And they, they at one point, the... They um, do
0: put a thumb screw on the actress.
2: Yeah, the actress uh, asked if she could check it out. Sure, she did. Sure, that's what they tell you. <laughs> uh, she was hysterical. Don't believe a word she says. <laughs> <laughs> she was
0: hysterical once they... Like, Started tightening. Them, <laughs> I bet she proving was. that she was hysterical, <laughs> and
2: and she showed her hands. You know, she held up her hands to show the dents in her thumb from just having had the thing. I'm guessing moderately tightened down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, speaking of women and hysteria, it wasn't too many decades later when somebody in American cinema figured out the cure to a hysterical woman's condition was to slap her across the face. Oh, it seemed like that's kind of their. Cure for everything from about 1938 through about 1970? <laughs> uh, film noir mainstay, uh,
0: what's his name? Uh, oh, shit. Just forgot it. Oh. uh mm. Was known for slapping women in movies, and he got so much fan mail from women who were just, like, swooning over the thought of him slapping them in the face. Oh, my.
1: Good old Slappy Dan.
0: Yeah. So he slaps somebody in just about every movie. He pushes an old lady down the stairs, too.
2: Wow. Yeah, he's a good
0: guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah, I think he always played the bad I, guy.
1: I stayed up really late to watch, watch something, some midnight cult movie. Might have been a razorhead. But, like, just before it, they had a Kiss of Death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where well, it's, it's not Dandereo, it's... Uh, um,
0: I wonder if it's just death.
1: It's Victor Mature and... Yeah. I can never remember his name. But uh, yeah, he's, he's this giggling madman who he pushes his, his mother down the stairs and she's in a wheelchair and everything. Oh, okay, Richard yeah. Woodmark.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. It I'm getting just mixed such up. such a
1: bleak, dark movie yeah it's like the first real film noir i'd seen i thought wow what is this yeah i have to see all these
0: oh uh, they're fantastic not life-affirming at all
1: <laughs>
0: everybody gets just exactly what they deserve
1: or not. <laughs> or not
2: so this movie um they talk about these beliefs that are as old as mankind itself yeah mm-hmm. which is interesting uh it seems like the accusers and the persecuting uh, you know uh, forms of government or church or what have you, they really they were the ones who just fell off the turnip truck and proclaimed themselves you know the the ones on higher ground with the more wisdom and the reasons they should be doing these things. Now, having said that, um, what we have is a record for this is what's written and what's done with the artwork. The woodcuts looked amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you know that they didn't have, like, people in a studio just making fake woodcuts. These were things they actually were able to find.
0: Yeah, he says that whatever wind-up hell that he shows, that mechanical. So he, oh, isn't,
1: he, isn't he drawing from, like, um, he found a copy of the Malleus Maleficarum. Yeah, I imagine And then he, so. uh, he wanted to make a film based around that.
2: Mm-hmm. Is that that Devil's Bible thing that the monk wrote?
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's It's a
2: witch-finding book.
1: Yeah. Oh. These two... uh, That. Were they priests?
0: I don't remember. I don't know enough
1: about it, but... They were like...
0: They were witch hunters. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they were really into torturing women. Yeah. And uh, they also got an endorsement from the current pope. Yeah. so this book just took off and, and it became the the manual for witch hunting
2: mm-hmm. yeah if you, if you need a reason or you don't need a reason here's a book that just mm-hmm. it's an instruction manual for being an ass tells
1: you what to look for and how to persecute them
2: now the, um, the animated dioramas I thought were pretty stunning you know yeah. that really added a lot to this movie it was so ambitious in its time I mean even just the sheer length of the movie and the fact that the look of it was consistent throughout. That was that was a, enough right there, but to have all this, you know, all, the moving parts of everything was amazing. You know, the fact that they'd done all the research, gathered all those, like I said, those great woodcuts, and then the animated dioramas and and then the reenactments,
1: mm-hmm.
2: amazing. The costuming,
1: right.
2: way ahead of its time.
1: Yeah, because you get about—is it ten minutes or so of?
2: Yeah, you get about
0: ten like, minutes of him kind into of and- you and.
1: Steel he has pictures. A pencil
0: or a pointer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Painting out bits and pictures and whatnot. And then it goes into a kind of a story about a witch, and I don't remember what year it was. 14 something. Yeah, but
1: it, it goes into all these. Yeah, it goes to that. It, there's that witch stirring mm-hmm. poem.
0: And then Satan shows up, played by the director. Right. <laughs> With his nice belly. That, mm-hmm. was, that was cool. And his waggly tongue.
2: Yeah. My favorite. Uh, of the illustrations, um, this whole thing they talked about. Uh, there was a witch milking an axe. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. I wanted to see that in the witch. Once I I heard that again, yeah. it's like they should have had that in the witch. And then I figured nobody would have any idea what the hell was going
2: on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was one bewitching a shoe. hmm And then you know the the flying witch ointment being mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. So there was all this kind of cool and stuff referenced.
0: I like at one point the narrator says, uh notice the victim or whatever, laying in bed nude, as was habitual at the
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> uh there was a time when people would put clothes on to go to bed. hmm uh, Like the whole Ebenezer Scrooge costume, you know, with the funny pointy hat and yeah the gown. Yeah, well, it was cold back then, I guess, so you'd want yeah. to put on some layers.
1: That Stan Laurel used to wear that outfit too.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. <coughs> ah, Laurel and Hardy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've watched some of those. They did some really good, uh, like, you know, horror comedies.
2: Well, we should watch those.
1: Laurel and Hardy murder mystery is really good, <clears throat> but the, the best one is uh, um, with, it, with it. It's called Oliver the Eighth, and he's. Uh, he's going to be married to this woman and she's rich and you know that they're, they're always poor. So they, they think it's a great scheme. Yeah. But they go into this house and, uh, and the, there's this woman and her, uh, butler, whatever. <laughs> they're pretty creepy. And there's this whole dinner where, uh, they're, they're sitting and they're, they're trying to be polite. So they're not saying anything, but the, um, the butler is serving them up food and drink, but he's not actually giving them anything. It, He's just like pouring empty bottles and things like that, and then they have to pretend to eat and stuff. It's just so crazy. I have to watch that one. Yeah, it's good.
2: So um one of my favorite scenes of this thing is when people are lining up to kiss the devil's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was this just an elaborate trick from the director to get his ass?
1: No, there's there's an actual I forget what it is, no, but they're... there's an actual Latin phrase for that mm-hmm. part yeah. of the sabbath ritual.
2: I'm I'm sure we could look that up. I, I th- I'm sure you could google uh English to Latin translation and find it.
0: Yeah. Um some of the makeup in this looked fantastic too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was like the Demon Band playing in hell They Man. looked pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was better than the band in from Dusk Till Dawn. And then
0: <laughs> you have this fellow which this is great podcasting on the cover of the Criterion Collection who looks a lot like uh Van, uh, Prince
1: Valiant
0: yeah, de- demon that was used by Jack Kirby to yes. make a yeah. DC character. No kidding. I don't remember his name. Ertrigan or something. Ertrigan, yeah. Ertrigan.
1: Yeah, so, one, one point in the comic, um, Prince Valiant pulls on this skin of something.
0: Yeah, he's made some sort of goblin mask.
1: Yeah, just to scare someone.
0: And then Jack Kirby used it, but I'm wondering if Prince Valiant got it from mm-hmm. her. Hal Foster, yeah, yeah. got it from Haxon' because that looked Does, exactly like it looks him. Looks a lot like it, yeah. I I wondered if he hadn't seen the movie, or more likely, had seen probably a still of it somewhere. Mm.
1: So this was re-released in forty one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then they re-released it in the sixties, in sixty seven ish, with the as the edited down version with William Burroughs' yeah commentary and the jazz score,
2: yeah. No, was, I, I didn't get to that one. I, I was I had the one on with the um, you the voiceover. It's, it's awful. Is it? It's
1: pretty bad. It's is like marketed to people who want to get high and watch a weird movie,
2: mm-hmm. which was the fashion at the time. <laughs> a lot of stoners enjoying French movies that they didn't quite understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those well, beatniks, man, they had it going on.
0: As I mentioned before, uh, Burroughs was one of the first people who played music to different movies, the sort of oh, the, dark side of the Wizard of Oz or whatever. Yeah, the, the syncing
2: a movie up to to a piece of music. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating, but when it comes down to it, the average length of a song and pop music, you know, popular music of whatever sort, and the average length of a scene in a movie are approximately the same, and both things have rhythm to them. So the fact that something would line up once in a while is not terribly surprising. <laughs> but the dark side of... Oz or the whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's impressive how much shit does
0: line wizard up. Wizard of the moon.
2: Wizard of the moon.
0: <laughs> oh, I watched uh Lost Kingdom of the Wizards. Wizards of the Lost Kingdom, I think. I don't know what are. that
2: is, and I want to watch it right now. Oh, what it is
1: was it?
0: A horrible, horrible, horrible eighties, maybe early nineties movie that had a a wizard <laughs> kid and his Sidekick for part of the movie is essentially a guy in a really bad white woolly suit. It looked like they made it out of maybe some car seat covers from the 70s, oh, this lambskin. And I don't remember what his name is, but he makes Chewbacca noises. It's. <laughs> it hurts. Much like they took a whole video shelf of a shitty 80s. Fantasy films and dumped them in a blender.
2: <laughs> the best of which was Krull. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Or Conan. Yeah, except for that part oh, where. Oh, I'm that...
0: sorry. Beastmaster.
2: Beastmaster. Mark Singer. You know who directed that? Don Coscarelli. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Phantasm, Beastmaster. Yeah. I'm the guy for your your movie. um All right. So how much of. The persecution of witchcraft just had to do with people being angst-ridden and uh, um, basically into screwing other people over. I mean, honestly, it's all superstition.
0: I think uh, you needed some sort of answer for why, you know, your healthy husband is now sick and close to death. Yeah. You know, the farm has gone under. You know, we've been successful— Maybe it's that old lady down at the end yeah. of the lane.
2: it's not the shitty weather for weeks on end. It's <laughs> it's that weird looking old lady, and and they do cover that uh, really well in Hexen, how uh, you know yes, st- ha- stere- stereotyping people's haggard looks uh, as uh-huh. being witchy.
0: Um, yeah, what is Marta the seamstress or whatever she was mm-hmm. uh, that they haul off, and she starts naming people. <laughs> She's just getting revenge on people, and one of the people, one of the lines is, "Oh, and Elsa, who kicked me once, she's also a witch."
1: <laughs> well, you're saying about uh, crops, like one of the things that set off uh, a wave of witch hunting was um, there'd been the uh, volcanic eruptions, and uh, this had caused like a darkening of the skies all the way around to Europe and America, and. And uh, so crops had failed catastrophically. So there's lots of people starving and desperate.
2: Right.
0: Would it cause us a volcano?
1: Yeah, it wasn't Krakatoa, was it? It was one of the Indonesian, one of the yeah. huge eruptions.
2: And was this the one that um, had everyone indoors when Mary Shelley wrote? Uh, oh, yeah, that was, a, that was a later that one. That was yeah. a later one. Okay. What, which, what what era were you talking about? This would have this been... Would be oh, you're talking about the Middle Ages? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I missed that. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Mary Shelley, not in the Middle Ages. I
0: mean, at least they want to
2: say it was a volcano. It was actually witches. Yes. Yeah. I think it was an evil-possessed car, personally, <laughs> but, but what do I know?
1: Yeah, for whatever reason, there'd, be, there'd been really poor crops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that caused a lot of desperation.
2: Yeah, and they probably didn't know about crop rotation at the time at all. Which, um... mm,
0: I don't know about that. It was just really dark. <laughs> yeah. Early winter, long, cold winter. Yeah. You were pretty hungry by the end of winter, beginning of spring.
2: It's a pretty short leap to cannibalism, isn't it?
0: Possibly. <laughs> You'd probably eat your shoe first, but...
2: <laughs> <clears throat> don't... Um, was it, it wasn't Laurel and Hardy, was it? That was uh, Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin made his shoe. Yeah. It looked like it was made of licorice. I think that's his
0: best movie.
2: Yeah. That cabin, I think they had uh, quite the set building to do on that. Why are we talking about that? Because we're (laughs) Mm sidetracking. Okay. So there's a series of vignettes theatrically demonstrating um, medieval medieval superstition and beliefs concerning witchcraft, including Satan, um, tempting the sleeping woman, and terrorizing a group of monks. Now, for being people of the church the monks sure seem like they spend a lot of time dealing with demons and devils and possess people
0: oh they weren't any good i mean <laughs> like a bunch the of one thugs, lady, the one lady wants a spell from the witch to uh to seduce a a priest
2: oh they have yeah um i have a note who, here about who that. they say
0: is a righteous man but when they show him <laughs> yeah. he's obviously a glutton right yep um, and a drunk and a drunk yes I don't know why she thought he was hot stuff, but maybe he had some money.
2: Yeah. I, I wrote notes about this. Um, the visitor wants a love potion over a pious man. And I, I don't know what this was. I wrote snakes. Um, oh, she used cat shit. Yep. Uh, pigeon's heart. Pigeon's heart. It had to be boiled in moon in moonlight. Uh huh. And that potion worked. Yep. Yep. It's all it takes. <laughs> Swipe right. <laughs> He's all yours. Um, They had a thing about corpse hands and fingers. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Ew.
1: It's the glory hand.
0: Yeah. Have you heard of the necromancer pants?
2: The necromancer pants? No.
0: (laughs) Go online and look up the necromancer pants. They are a pair of pants that somebody made out of somebody's skin. Ew. And they wore them for necromancy. That's horrible i mean it totally makes sense sure it was one of those why didn't i think of that moment you know
2: (laughs) right yeah there's
1: your million dollar
2: opportunity totally missed all right so uh
1: you could you could sell a ton of them at walker stalker
2: Mm -hmm. yeah walker stalker con um and that'll be over by the time anyone hears this (laughs) unless we drop this one early for some reason uh The devil was churning butter in this one scene. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Lots of churning butter imagery in the woodcuts. Churning butter.
2: Is this just uh, phallic? Yeah. I'm not wrong, am I? (laughs) No. Okay.
1: I mean... Well, it's phallic and volvic. Yes, that's
2: true. I I guess I should say it's sexual, isn't it? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, men invented the butter churn, so, you know, well, let's have this stick go in this hole. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hmm. that'll be cool. I don't
0: know if they did it that way. <laughs> imagine somebody said, hey, if we keep turning this milk, it turns to butter.
2: It's like, oh, can we just put it on a thing that revolves it? No, 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 no. Let's have a stick go through a hole. Mm-hmm. and You have to pump it up and down a bunch.
0: It just, it's easy to make <laughs> butter that way. <laughs> butter is one of the best things ever.
2: Butter is awesome. Shame on margarine and people who perpetrate I don't know, man. All right. Gold coins. I don't know. I have notes here from a fresh watching when we were about to do this. I'm like, gold coins. Yeah, I think you watched (laughs) it
0: like a week before we were even going to talk about it or maybe more. (laughs) It's
2: been four weeks. I watched about half of it tonight before I had to get on the road. But um, I have this note here. Gold coins, they're up to mischief. Okay, Hmm. what mischief are they up to with gold coins? I don't know. I don't Um, remember, um... And then I wrote, stop-motion mouse or something. Dancing creatures. (laughs) Well, clearly, that was important. Therefore, I wrote it down. Yeah. Um, i have to put in a call to Black Phillip. There was a bit
1: of stop-motion creature action.
2: Yeah, a little bit. And let's see. um, I saw
0: somebody made a fake Black Phillip play set.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw that on, uh... Facebook, and Instagram. I want that. I do, too. Actually, I was thinking about making Black Phillip uh, cocktail glasses in time for the con, just like a goat head with Live Deliciously on it. Mm. I think that would be kind of nice. Rocks glasses. I want
0: a butter dish.
2: Ooh. I want a butter (laughs) churn. (laughs) Take my frustrations out. Um, okay, we did the the Middle Ages uh, narrative, blah, blah, blah. Um... Okay, the depiction of the witch's Sabbath. Um, they go so far as to name other supposed witches, and two of the women are in the dying man's household. Eventually, the dying man's wife is arrested as a witch, and one of the clergymen accuses her of bewitching him. Mm-hmm. So, finger-pointing for centuries. And people didn't exactly let it go even when it was over evidenced by the fact that when this movie was released in Germany in the nineteen thirties, um, they changed all the title cards to be like, Yeah, see, we were right, we burned them and stuff. <laughs> Did you you heard that part, right? In the in the No, other, I didn't hear that part. Okay. Apparently uh, and I wanna say it was early thirties, maybe mid thirties when they released this in Germany and they were just like, Nope. Those title cards are all wrong. Here's our translation, uh-huh. and it didn't uh-huh. match any of it at all. And they, and they were because the, what they said uh, as part of the narrative in this was that um, some of the worst uh, witch hunting did happen in Germany, mm-hmm. and a lot of the numbers were kind of squirrely. But they they really did do more than their fair share of witch hunting and burning.
0: That German efficiency,
2: it's you know, terrible. You put them on a task, and there it is. But they they seem to just want to say, yeah, let this be a warning and, you know, look to the future, and we won't have any more of this nonsense. Okay. And then Hitler and, you know, Hitler put anyone accused of witchcraft into the concentration camps. It, you know, it wasn't just...
0: Although they were big followers. There were some Nazis that were pretty big followers of the
2: occult. Well, that's an interesting thing. There's like whole like History Channel uh, documentary things about Hitler and the occult. Didn't yeah. they just
1: uncover the occult book collection of yeah Himmler?
2: I believe it was Himmler.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was just the big this week occult they announced guy. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has this library of occult books.
0: Yeah, I don't know that Hitler was terribly into it but
2: was he privy to this information because he might have just sent him to a camp as well oh no he he i mean hamler was number two so yeah he was he was like the Riker of the reich (laughs) (laughs) you could put it that way i could why wouldn't i uh so yeah there um so subsequent releases of this movie found uh different attitudes toward it of course I don't know what age I was when I realized that all the puritanical nonsense um, of the United States, well, the, the colonial uh, America into the United States into present day, I really didn't quite realize how much that was still a thing mm-hmm. until I started finding out how open-minded some other countries were and how they really didn't care about um, adult-themed things you know, being available to adults. And our country is just like, why don't we just put on those goofy buckle hats and, you know, <laughs> these people who are so uptight seem to still be sort of influencing things way too much. But there were people who were very upset with Hexen when it was released in the U.S.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think it was released for a long time. It wasn't.
2: Yeah. It was a couple decades at least. I think it was in the 1940s when it was finally released and... Uh, there were people who appreciated it for the art and for, again, how ambitious it was in its time.
0: Well, the whole thing has kind of a cynical look at both witchcraft and the church. <laughs> I guess like, that would be true. From both sides, they're like, well, the people who believed in witches were dumb, but the people who believed in the church were just as dumb. <laughs> uh, I like, read somewhere that... Uh, why are they
2: paired off in fighting? What's the deal?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and I don't know if it's true or not, but the scopes monkey trial yeah was in the news the year before and that was also kind of a you know nonsense as far as uh the director thought
2: hmm. i've got this part here <laughs> i have this note here that says um montage of ointment then flying this looks great for 1922 now dancing and devils in the woods not evil enough devil treats you like shit cool costumes <laughs> you remember that yep. part
1: yep. <laughs> i remember the flying scenes really cool that they went to great lengths to do that in they mm-hmm. did you, do you read about how they did no
0: that? what did they
1: well first they they you can see in some of the uh the uh, extras on the criterion disc mm-hmm. uh first they thought what they do is superimpose <clears throat> uh people pretending to fly mm-hmm. uh and they filmed the, the uh, backgrounds by pointing the camera out of a train. Mm. But, like, all they were getting from the train was the, all the uh, telegraph wires that run beside the tracks. Oh. So it wouldn't look very medieval. <laughs> so what they uh, did was they built huge I mean, – it a miniature, but they were, like, massive-scale buildings. Mm-hmm. And then he filmed, like, a, a crazy number of people dressed up as witches – and uh and and superimposed them, and had had like this aircraft jets like uh uh props blowing them to simulate wind me and then they and then they then they'd like do a composite shot of all the witches flying,
2: yeah, and like Joe Bob Briggs pointed out in his interview um now you've got all these great tools it's super easy to make great stuff. <laughs> And no one's making great stuff. (laughs) Think about how hard it was to do that back then. Yet they did it. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to get back to the notes here for a quick second because I have further notes that say masses spitting on a cross, devil puts his mark on the followers' heads, more devil ass-kissing. So I guess there's two rounds of devil ass-kissing in this. Yep. Old woman confesses and then narcs. Mm -hmm. I don't know who she narked on.
0: Everybody. The people who accused her and Elsa who kicked her that one time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they cursed water and killed Martin, the writer. Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> now I have a line there. So that means there's a different scene where the monks are getting all S and I, I think they're spanking a woman or smacking someone around. Nobody is safe from witches. The monk yep. <laughs> and the monk is scheming on some maiden.
0: The Yeah. The, uh, Writer's wife is accused, and uh, yeah, and then the the monks kind of lusting after her.
2: So, you do stand by this this uh, opinion that monks in general back then were just a bunch of thugs.
1: Imagine how much power you'd have. <clears throat> All you'd have to do is pick out a woman, accuse her of something, and then she'd be in your power, absolute yeah. power.
2: So they were like, were they more like a biker gang or more like the mafia? <laughs>
1: On on the uh, the actual official witch hunters weren't even, they didn't even do most of the killing. It was was largely mobs. You know, the the town would decide
2: that somebody was a witch. Yeah, Yeah. they
1: like they, you know, kill each other off.
2: And we and we determined in the Brighter Frankenstein episode that it's more rakes than pitchforks. (laughs) So when people say, "Oh, pitchforks and torches," no, rakes and torches. Rakes and torches. Yep. So. This this monk uh, and and I was not at this point expecting this much continuity and I made a note of that, so it was pretty impressive how they, you know, the the director kept bringing things back around visually Mm -hmm. and thematically. Um, So this monk says to this this maiden this or or this maybe it was the writer's wife.
0: It's the writer's wife, yeah. Teach
2: me to make thunder with this water.
0: Yeah, and then she she confesses and he tricked her.
2: Yeah, because she's not a sorceress. No. At all but she's being act- she's being axed <laughs> she's being asked to act like one yes and so she's gonna just eventually freak out and fake it and then aha you're a witch yeah all right um oddly enough torture is cited as being the cause of many confessions yeah now why would that be
1: hmm oh <laughs> can't imagine yeah
2: <laughs> not much has changed I've
1: been to uh, went to Germany went to the criminal museum where they have tons of these devices I and mean, a lot of the things they have in the museum are these bizarre masks that they'd make people wear for various things like adultery or whatever and they'd, they'd be forced to they'd have this mask clamped over them and it'd be this big lusty goblin face and they'd have to <laughs> spend a day or that, so in, that just in makes
2: that. the adultery much hotter right
1: but they had they <laughs> Also, had these things like witches' chairs where people they must have spent so much like uh, thinking these things up and then the money and the craftsmanship to make these things because they're these big wooden like chairs with the like, spikes coming up through the, the seats that they had to sit on. Them.
0: Well, as I heard on the Dana Gould podcast, that he brought up the fact that crucifixion was invented before the toothbrush. and if that doesn't say who people are
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's a great point i I love dana gould's podcast well his stand-up comedy is great he's coming to denver by the way
0: i thought he did he'll be
2: here on tax day basically
0: oh okay middle of april yeah
2: yeah that guy is he's amazing he's great um yeah the and then of course i have the note here about the Actress demonstrating the thumbscrew. because yeah. She asked for it. Um, the devil was tempting a nun by waggling his tongue a lot. hmm uh-huh. Well, you know, she doesn't get a lot of that in her day-to-day life, so doesn't matter that he's Satan. You know, he's willing. And now the nuns are ready to party, that was my next note. I don't know what they did next. Um,
0: don't they have the dancing sickness?
2: Oh, is that the thing with the, with the mildewed
0: rye? <laughs> um, I don't know if that was the cause of it, but I don't know that they know what the cause of the dancing sickness was. Mass hysteria.
1: That, that whole Abbey uh, location, that's a set that they, they built in Denmark. Yeah. So they didn't go and film it in an actual church or nunnery. And he also filmed uh, filmed everything at night for the proper atmosphere, even though it was oh. indoors. He, <laughs> wanted, he wanted it all to have that atmosphere of nights. So.
0: That's good.
2: There is a part in the movie where they say where they show a lot of the old lady faces, you know, like kind of this close portraiture kind of shots.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they explain that traits, one or two, could make an old woman targets of witch hunts. Or make her targets of the witch courts mm-hmm. so basically behaviors and disorders are explained with oh it's witchcraft yeah clearly or
0: um, you know hysteria. maybe she has a a nice bit of land that you want or just her house
1: yeah
2: or maybe she's just in the or way maybe
0: she just kicked you once and you decided i'll show her
2: so it was pretty easily done back then
1: yeah I mean, there's when we were talking about uh, the the other witch movie, the witch. <laughs> um, That's what hacks uh, and people were calling themselves witches as well. They because uh, you know there wasn't much in the way of gainful for employment, especially for women. And so they, you know, if they could fool someone into believing that uh, if you give me such and such, then your crops will be good next year, or ah yes, your baby will be healthy. Um, Made, you know, they made, make a living.
2: Yeah, if you can make a convincing potion or spell, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be real.
0: And they may have had some that were real. Yeah. I mean, not magical, but just potions, herbs, and...
2: Yeah, you can you can make a potion out of aloe vera that would uh, yeah. help heal a wound speedily and effectively.
0: A lot of aloe vera in Europe. Yeah, yes.
2: <laughs> it's it's well known. Gross
0: exclusively in germany and uh...
2: <laughs> i'm talking about uh, witchcraft in the american southwest yes <laughs> yeah the arizona witch trials man that was a bad that was a that was a dark time in american history Well, we
0: didn't have satanic panic in the 80s
2: that was wretched yes i got tired of explaining in fact i'm pretty sure at one point i quit explaining to people that they were wrong, and that's stupid. So stop it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was always. I was always amazed that the cops were so willing to jump on any, any. Uh, oh, any murder was, you know, some satanic cult. Yeah, it seemed like that was a. If those cults, A viable answer to them for you know.
2: I gotta say, if these cults were out there. I wouldn't have belonged to them, but I at least would have probably known them. I would have known there, people who were involved. And there was a there weren't any. There was a big
0: panic in in my hometown when I was in second grade, I believe. This, this was in
2: New Mexico. Yeah, uh,
0: my aunt came and picked us up because there was a cult. Uh, evidently, some high schooler had written basically a shit list of people he he was going to get and. I don't know how it got involved with. I think they were probably into heavy metal or something sinister. But my aunt came and told us there was a cult out there. I thought she meant a horse.
2: Oh, thought she thought. <laughs> I said was like, cult. "Why
0: are we scared? There's a horse in the streets? What? What?"
2: I want to pet him. Yeah. <laughs> it was the actually the band, the cult. Their bus broke down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Ian Astbury, looking for help. Does anyone know how to change a tire on a bus?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, they were they were. Even in my town, there was this hysteria of, oh, my God, there's a cult. There's satanic teenagers. And
2: they would pick the damnedest bands to accuse, too. Okay, so, so Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, was the head of this PMRC thing, which was the Parents Music Resource Center. Yep. And we all remember that well, I'm sure. Mm. Um and they had, like, their own shit list of, oh, here's all these bands that are evil and that they, blah, blah. And there were bands like Dokken and stuff on there. I'm like, no, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Well, I remember the, the captain uh, and to Neil. Yeah. <laughs> He's the captain of hell. The Judas
1: Priest do a, they did this really good appearance in court. Or at least yeah. Bob like Halford did.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, um, the worst thing they ever did was try and put someone on the spot like D Snyder from Twisted Sister, who's actually very intelligent and mm-hmm. very well-spoken. Yeah. And he shut them down yeah. in those uh, congressional hearings. He stood up and spoke to them and, and said, you people are idiots. <laughs> Here's what it's all about. Yeah. Um... He dropped the science like Linus on Christmas. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was awesome. but there were people out there who were willing to believe anything Mm -hmm. and this went on for years yeah and uh and and i think there were people like lemmy who basically said that's good for album sales who cares (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah that's what i always look at it as you know it never it never harmed the business of any of these bands it worked to the opposite.
0: Well, with Satan's backing, of course they're going to succeed in rock and roll.
2: Well, there were cults that came in and blessed the albums with their, you know, in black masses as they did.
0: And Kiss mixed their blood in a comic book.
2: Which was true, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they did that. That was weird. Kiss had uh, pints of their blood drawn and they put it into the <laughs> into the ink of the comics. Mm-hmm. I should have bought that comic. It's worth so much money now.
1: <laughs> and and in the future, you could clone the members of Kiss from it.
0: Oh man! No thanks. Be like the Fly, but with a comic book character and Gene Simmons.
1: Can you imagine that Gene Simmons the
2: clone? Two
0: dimensional and Wait, organic at the same. He's time. He's already that.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: And so, what was the worst thing you ever saw during Satanic Panic, as far as like parents freaking out?
0: Um, Personally, I don't remember seeing a whole lot. I know the newspapers were crazy for a while. I just remember a lot of shows with, you know, some poor person be, would be murdered and the cops would be like, we believe it might be a satanic cult. And even as a child, that seemed like a real reach. And then by the end, there were, you know, kids telling stories that, you know, they were killing a baby every day at school and just... <laughs> You know, and I saw the baby, and the baby looked at me, and (laughs) just nonsense.
2: Yeah, absolute nonsense. In fact, I I do remember a lot of parents being concerned and freaked out and everything.
0: Of course, we voted for Ronald Reagan, so the whole country was nuts. Absolutely. Still is.
2: (laughs) Well, that's probably the beginning of my realization that um, all the puritanical nonsense had never really stopped. You know, the people were just as uptight and stupid as they were during the witch
1: trials.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know they canceled a Marilyn Manson concert because it was too evil.
1: (laughs) Too evil. (laughs) Too evil. He was too evil to
0: play at the Pan American Center. Well, there you have it. Las Cruces.
2: So who was somebody who was pretty evil, but not too evil? Do you remember anyone else playing there? I mean, Judas Um, Priest, for example.
0: I don't remember enough bands that played there.
2: It's so funny too. If you ever met any of those musicians back in the day, they did not give a shit about anything evil or satanic. No, I mean even like Ozzy Osbourne when he no, went he on the solo Christian. path.
1: Yeah, he was a straight up Christian.
2: Yeah, you know, like uh, Ozzy would use all this, um, this sort of, what's uh, oh, uh, imagery and, and uh, the costuming and the set design for his concerts, but he he was no Satanist. He was no witch.
1: No, he he always said that, like you know, using the name Black Sabbath and using all the dark imagery and and stuff is just because it was, you know, it's a Boris Karloff it, movie, yeah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it exciting stuff. is the you
0: know, same reason Alice
2: Cooper
1: not endorsing it, saying, "Right, well, this is Forget evil." All
2: it's all being Whoa. provocative. Yeah. is all it is, because you look at that stuff and absolutely mild by comparison. If you comp- if you look at like black metal.
1: Well, yeah, that was like kind of a funny thing with the, the Norwegian bands. It was like uh, they they must have been listening to all this satanic panic stuff when they were kids and thought, right, let's be those bands that the parents feared. Yeah. Let's actually do it. Those fearful parents created
2: black yeah. metal. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know. Let's go
1: and burn down a church. And,
2: and they burnt down churches that were <laughs> hundreds of years old.
1: Yeah. There's was, there was, there, there was one who actually murdered somebody.
2: Yeah. I do remember... There's a movie, um, a documentary about all of this called "Until the Daylight Takes Us." I believe I've
1: not seen that, but I know Bruce Dickinson did a radio documentary about it.
2: Yeah, and there's a book I was told about, and I cannot recall the title of it. But yeah, I, until I can't the light remember. takes us, or until the daylight takes us, mm-hmm. I forget which it was. But great documentary, um, and it, and, and when it interviews these guys, they are living the life. They are. <laughs> They are not putting it on at all. They they really live that way.
0: This this weekend, this is just a minor segue. There was a guy at the Seven Eleven down from the the convention. Uh, I walked down there to get a bottle of water, and he was. uh, I I remember him from the from my old neighborhood, and about ten years ago, and he and his girlfriend always dressed like they were. Straight out of nineteen eighty six heavy metal I know exactly who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So I go into the seven (laughs) eleven. They used to come in the store. "Mm Mhm. Okay. And he's working there and he's got like now he's fifty or older. His hair is growing out, he still dyes it black, but it's really thinning. He had painted nails and I believe eyeliner and lipstick. But it just it was like if Danzig you know, hit the skids and had to work at 7-Eleven. And I just thought, why are you still dressing like that? I mean, you settled on that look at 17, and you're never going to change.
2: And uh, this guy's an artist, right? I don't know if he's
0: an artist. I don't know much about him, but if he went into the store, I remember seeing him at Whole Foods. Okay, He, He lived in my neighborhood or Wild Oats at the time.
2: And he has a girlfriend who looks the part, too. Yeah,
0: she was totally 19...
2: Eighty-six too. And to our dear listeners who haven't followed every single episode, um, we all used to work... What's at, wrong with uh, you? Yeah. Go back. Listen and, you know, skip forward to this. Um, we used to all work at an art supply store at the same time. And I stuck around a while longer, but... Yeah. Yeah. I used to see a couple that came in that had the full Motley Crue hairdos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's them. Yeah. And a super cool couple. I always kind of thought, oh, they just did glam rock. I thought they were younger than that, but... No,
0: no, they've, I mean, unless it was a different guy, I'm almost certain it was the same guy.
2: I will say during the time of Satanic Panic, um, I became friends with a guy who worked at the music store. I should say record store, because they actually sold records back then. And a friend of mine told me, oh, he's really into Aleister Crowley and all this other stuff. And I would have conversations with this guy, Chris, who I'm in touch with again, thanks to Facebook um
0: thanks to the dark arts the dark arts of, of contact him from the other side
2: the other side of the dark web so this guy i i would hear these stories about him from other people and i would never ask him because i thought well that would be kind of rude and accusatory to say oh did you really do this thing or make this potion or whatever it was all bullshit um but i asked but he had great fun hearing some of my questions years later because i asked him this stuff a couple years ago i'm like hey chris did you ever um say this or do this or tell somebody you did this or said this and he's like no (laughs) but that's awesome (laughs) that those rumors would fly uh but he just read a few crowley books and that was it you know he didn't really cast a spell that caused three dead guys to drop out of the sky in minnesota (laughs)
0: Wow, that's quite a spell. <laughs> well, they landed
2: in a mall, apparently, or a department store. I think it was a department store. Wow. They landed in a Kmart um, because they were doing a spell together, and the three of them did it wrong.
1: Oh, okay. So
2: Chris wasn't transported to Minnesota, but they were. That was the very worst example of something I can think of from satanic panic days. And I met Judas Priest. I was like 17, and I met them mm-hmm. at a concert. Uh, and it was... It was really hilarious to me to meet them because they put on that bravado and that that absolutely badass macho you know heavy metal show and you know flawless live. The guys would just tear it up, and you meet them and they're just super chill, yeah. super nice people, total gentlemen. And um, by the way, listeners, Rob Halford stirs uh, gin and tonic with his pinky and then gives it to you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not mm. even kidding. Didn't
1: you just bottle it and keep it?
2: Oh, should have. Mm. I, I still have the autographs from when I met them. I still have the gin and tonic. I do.
1: Studied wristband.
2: I don't have the brain cells that I killed anymore. <laughs> but yeah, those were the days that, for some reason, punk rock got a pass. Man, they didn't take issue with that the at all. It was
1: gone by then, wasn't it? Not really. Mm, punk rock was the, burned the out Californ- quickly.
2: Well, the California scene was going on mm. pretty well at the True. time. True. Like, no one said, oh, the Dead Kennedys, the Circle Jerks, Black Flag, these guys are going to destroy your children.
0: But, well, I don't know. The, you have a poster <laughs> over there, the Dead Kennedys, that oh, got them sued.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, actually, yeah.
1: They got into a lot of trouble for their artwork. Yeah.
0: I mean, they were influenced by Alice Cooper, but they wanted to portray real <laughs> monsters like Ronald Reagan but, but and Jerry Brown. To like
1: Ozzy Osbourne, can you tell that story about that time you are at that gig? And uh, you kissed a girl.
2: Oh yeah, I'll tell that story. I have no trouble with that at all. <laughs> she may even listen to this thing. I don't know. Um, I was <clears throat> I had seen Ozzy Osbourne about two or three months after Randy Rhodes died. That's how old I am. I'm fucking ancient. <clears throat> and uh, Metallica was supposed to open, and they canceled because Cliff Burton died. So, maybe that was a different year. I'm sorry, that was a different year. When I saw Ozzy, it was on the um, Diary of a Madman tour, and Randy had just died, and they had... um... Diary of a Madman? It's all over the place. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What a
0: shitty tour.
2: (laughs) So, Diary of a Madman. Um, Diary of a Madman. Yeah, and he had uh, the dude from Night Ranger filling in on guitar, which was startling. (laughs) Um... And the show was awesome. It was incredible. So a couple years later, Ozzy's kind of glammed up and wearing spandex or whatever. And still expecting a good show. So I'm heading to the show with some friends and we're, you know, we're catching a ride with some people who apparently the guy who had the beers sitting in the one seat was counting out some hits of acid and had uh and I, I, was scared of the stuff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to take psychedelics. And so either it was the, the um, condensation on the bottles, picking up LSD from his fingertips and spreading it to other people. That might have been a thing. But I think it was more the fact that um, the girl I was dating at the time had a hit of purple microdot in her mouth, and just laid a big wet kiss on me. All right, I'm not thinking anything of it. You know, I'm like. 19 or whatever, and I'm just happy to be getting whatever kind of action I'm getting. We go into the show. Blue Oyster Cult is opening. Now, they were not headlining. They were opening. And they just... I'm sitting there in my seat, and it's dark, and all of a sudden I just get this horrible feeling of of empathy for them. <laughs> and I'm just like, my god, they're so... they're so washed up! This is just terrible! They're, 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 they sound so... Thin and the sound is weak, and they're using like a small version of their Godzilla when they play Godzilla. There's and no It's just
0: cowbell.
2: It's just pathetic. And I'm watching this, and, and I just can't shake this awful feeling I'm having for them. I just feel so bad for them. And I notice I feel kind of weird. And and then the lights come back up when they're done playing. So that so their opening act is maybe 40 minutes, right? Mm. And then my friend Paul's sister comes walking up to where our seats are. And we're not in the cheap seats, but we're kind of in the seats, whatever. And uh, for some weird reason, she's got her face painted in skull makeup. Not hallucinating this. I'm starting to feel really weird. And all of a sudden she comes up, hey, guys, blah, 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 blah. And face full of skull makeup for no reason. And she's never done this before. And I'm just thinking, she's acting so weird. (laughs) She's acting so weird. Why is she wearing skull makeup? I can't understand why. And, uh, and then I'm sitting there and this girlfriend is next to me and she's smoking some weed and I'm thinking, well, that's fine. And all of a sudden my chair felt like it shot up in the air and was hanging on like something boingy, like a flagpole and then back down to the ground. It didn't look like this. It felt like this. Uh, Okay. So I just had the feeling of being on a roller coaster really weird. Okay. And I'm hanging on to the armrests of my seat going, okay, I, don't want, to, I don't want to fall <laughs> out of this crazy chair and God blew oyster cult was pathetic. And all of a sudden the lights went out and I look at what appears to be a giant stained glass window with moving parts. And I just leaned over to this girlfriend after about a song and a half of this weird moving stained glass window, which I could see when I closed my eyes Mm-hmm. I'd open them, I'd close them. I saw exactly the same thing. I said, "Something is really wrong." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm getting out of here. And this is going to bring something kind of full circle, which is hilarious for me now that I'm telling the story. We get up and leave somehow. I paid for these tickets, but I'm like two songs in Nausea Osborne. I'm like, I'm out. I got to get out of here. This is this is horrible, and I feel weird. And I told her something was wrong. And I was only able to figure out later that it was, oh, maybe it was that LSD in her mouth. Maybe. Um, So we go and find a drinking fountain, get a drink of water. And then we're we're heading through uh, a shortcut to get back to the car, to sit on the hood or the trunk and wait for the person who's in the concert for another hour, hour and a half, to just get the hell out of there. Because we were many miles from home and we only had one ride. We had to cut through a carnival. Oh, no. Oh, wouldn't you know it? And then the guy who had the reputation of being into all the um, witchcraft and, and uh, satanic stuff comes up to me. Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're 60 or 70 miles from the town we live in. <laughs> and who else am I going to run to when I'm tripping on acid and don't know it? But that guy, and he's a great guy, and he's like, hey, I've got to take off. Can you take these, and I'll meet up with you at the record store? And he hands me all of these little mirrors that he won from one of those oh, God. games. And they're all like Black Sabbath and pentagrams and shits. <laughs> so now I've been charged with keeping these glass things with satanic imagery on them from falling to the ground and breaking. <laughs> oh, man. And I remember that was the longest wait on the hood of a car, yeah. And I I slept really well that night. I think. So, the more or less story is, uh, don't get high on acid when you're not expecting it.
0: I went to the magic flute on acid <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> um, let's just say it was still affecting me from the day before. Oh so. wow. Yeah, I went with a girl I was dating and her mom at the time, and uh, it was pretty good. Damn good <laughs> college performance. Best performance of the magic flute I've ever seen or will see, probably. I love Mozart.
2: I <laughs> yeah. would be all about that. Yeah. It was good. But, but when you say magic flute, I think of Mozart's music, but I picture, um, was it H.R. Puffin and stuff? Oh, that had Jimmy with the magic flute, that little talking flute. Um, this is some Sid and Marty Croft shit. So. Yeah, I, I know
1: of them. I think I've seen the Puffin Stuff film. Yeah, it was like a feature film.
0: I had to show Jean that she did not know of HR Puffin and Stuff and Witchy Poo.
2: They were Puffin Puff. Stuff, man. They, the, this was made by Stoners for Stoners. That's the bottom line. They never
0: touched the stuff.
2: maybe Sid and Marty Croft didn't but Sid
0: and Marty Croft and everybody involved were just straight up Mormons (laughs) didn't touch alcohol or drugs just like David Lynch (laughs) or
2: Frank Zappa (laughs) that's true and uh Frank Zappa died so uh living a clean life doesn't necessarily uh
0: everybody's lived a
2: clean life has died some eventually everybody eventually (laughs) dies yeah so that's our Uh, we didn't give a spoiler warning for that but uh sorry people (laughs) no one here gets out alive (laughs) jolien what was your best satanic panic moment (laughs) uh
1: yeah we heard about it in england but uh it was something you'd hear like iron maiden complaining about and uh Iron, we Iron Maiden complaining we, about people complaining about Iron Maiden. just didn't have the Puritan forces yeah, you were... in England. So at the time, we had the video nasty panic, which was just as bad.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: So people being thrown in jail for no reason at all.
2: Really? Wow. What was the mildest thing on that list? What was the most innocuous? Pee-wee's big Adventure. <laughs> well, the large, large mar- Just. I
1: think uh, visiting hours actually made the list, and that's you know very mild in Terms of you know gore, it's like Cardianni, but um, yeah, it is is—it's a completely bogus list. I need some of the people who are involved in some of the police who were drafted into it, and uh, oh, like it's it just crazy. So,
0: you had movies, and we had bad music, that was yeah, making
1: kids on, on the, worship Satan because a lot of video stores are everywhere, and and so you had these poor guys who were like running the video stores and they, they didn't know what was on because like there was it was like a free form anything could turn up it was uh-huh. being banned at any given time yeah and uh, uh so police would go charging into the store and say oh you've got you've got the burning and then they close down the store and the guy guy'd be cut off to the station he'd probably lose his business
0: uh
2: uh-huh. yeah they they did that here with bookstores
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, did, did it in germany too
2: yeah i was about to say that and they burned those books
0: <laughs> comic book shops here too oh man have a raid because he sold some kid art yeah. crumb
2: you know i feel like we should just legalize everything and tax and and you know legalize it regulate it tax it all right and how harmful has it been uh how much has crime gone up in denver since we legalized weed in colorado I don't know. We're it's all too stoned to
0: <laughs> steal or and commit crime now. The speeding
1: offenses have gone down. Yeah, everyone's doing four miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, well, it, it's easily looked up on the old internet, but um, crime has gone down and tax revenue has gone up by millions oh, and millions huge, and millions of dollars. Huge. We've got so much money here. So many people have moved here. Yeah, that's the downside.
0: Uh. When I was waiting for the bus last Saturday, some kid came up to me who was probably 18 and wanted to bum a smoke, which I had to tell him three times that I didn't smoke. And then he was like, well, could you buy me a beer? (laughs) But anyway, he was here and I'm sure he came thinking, oh, legal weed and I could get a job so easy. And now he's totally broke and bum and change on the street. So uh, people don't come here.
2: Yeah, the, there's the moral of that story. You know, don't listen to satanic music and don't move to Denver.
0: Don't move to Denver.
2: Yeah, if you're already here and you're making ends meet, awesome. But uh, moving here is going to be a tough start. That's kind of a downer, though. Let's not yeah. end. On, let's not end on that note.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing next?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What are we watching next?
1: We've got The Exorcist coming up. At some point. Yeah. Because we, we've got the we're we're at the midway point, right? Yes. We should do so something else awesome. to do something major, yeah, Like the exorcist yeah.
2: I can't think of anything um of recent vintage that I've watched. I've got a couple on my list. I want to watch Southbound and a couple other ones, but um Dana Gould's in that one by the way. <laughs> oh okay, yeah, strangely. he's Is, in a couple of horror movies recently, yeah, there's a
1: film called Spring I, I want to see okay. I, I saw that a one recent one that. I liked that. People have said it's good.
2: I think I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, if it was on Netflix. It was either that or one of the other I'll look it up. portals shooting video into your face. Yeah. Um, so we so we got Spring as a possibility. We've got uh, The Exorcist. What should we do?
1: And you want to do a Werewolf?
2: Thing. Oh, We need to do a, a trio of werewolves or a quadrilogy. A, a pack. A pack of wolves. A pack of wolves. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah. We're let's watch. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, well, go ahead. Okay.
2: The Howling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Name your favorite werewolf movies.
0: American Werewolf
2: in London. The American Werewolf in London. Wolfman.
1: Uh, uh, dog Soldiers. Dog, dog Soldier. Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Company of Wolves.
0: Um, Wolf of Wall Street. The Werewolf of Wall Street.
1: <laughs> I tried Ginger Snaps, but it starts straight off with a dog getting killed. Like,
2: ah. Ah.
1: I don't want to see that.
2: I've yeah. watched it. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I've heard it's good. Yeah. I I just wasn't in the mood for that right now. At yeah, that point. Horror. <laughs> the,
2: the young woman who played um, the, the lead role in that was at Flashback Weekend two years ago when I was there. And somebody said she didn't look like she wanted to be there. So I thought, well, I'm not going to go talk to her about the movie that maybe she doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad about her. I think she did a good job in the movie. Hmm. So... I don't know why I mentioned it, but I did meet the Chatterer and and, okay. and the female Cenobite from the Hellraiser movies, which wow. which was Barbie Wilde and Nicholas Vince, and they were super nice people. Right. So at least they were happy to be there.
1: Did you get an interview with the Chatterer?
2: I probably could get a hold of him. We're Facebook friends. <laughs> okay. He's <laughs> nice. he's pretty good about doing media. He's, right. he's very friendly. Real nice guy. I
1: wouldn't mind seeing Hellraiser again. Yeah. yeah, we need to watch Hellraiser.
2: I'll, I'll send him a message and see if he responds. Uh, and I am going to try and scare up a couple of um,
1: So we might be going invidious. to Walker's Talker this weekend. I think so. You're, I you're definitely going. I'm definitely
2: going. I'm vending at it. But um, I think I can um, get lender uh, passes to get us all in, you know, to sort of hang out for a while and say hi to people. And we'll see if we can get a couple interviews. I also thought it'd be kind of cool to get a hold of Chris who runs Thirteenth Floor, the haunted attraction here, mm-hmm. and maybe get him to do a podcast talking about what scares people.
1: Mm.
2: Because hey, that guy's gotta be an expert. Yeah. Yeah. It's his full time job year round is is what happens in September and October. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the the run up to Halloween is his year. And I think that's pretty cool. And he's expanded to other cities. So, and other
0: holidays. Yeah, he's gonna start <laughs> his Thanksgiving horror <laughs> house. The, the Christmas
2: chamber of horrors. <laughs> Arbor Day. Yeah, the planting. So, um, so do you, I. Don't know. Maybe it's too ambitious to try and do like a pack of werewolves for next week. Do you want to do The Exorcist?
0: Uh, yeah, let's watch The Exorcist, and then we could do a pack of wolves, and then spring. You know what's great about? Or doing... maybe spring. And the Exorcist I don't know spring just happens. well so.
1: during summer camp season maybe we should do a slasher thing
0: oh <laughs> yeah and I'd
1: like to watch them with you because they're, yes, they're fun to watch together
0: yeah and we'll watch Chopping Mall
1: oh, yeah I've got to see that too
0: yeah and yeah. uh did you say Pieces
1: Pieces we should uh a great double boo is The Burning and Followed by Pieces alright I've tried it before and I've had people over and it's been fun
0: Excellent. Good. This is good to know. I think know. I've seen the burning. I
2: haven't seen pieces. Mm. So what are we doing next? Spring or Exorcist?
1: Well, exorcist, because I don't know if Nexorcist. I can see Spring.
2: The Nexorcist is X. Yeah, let's right. watch the Exorcist Let's three. do that. And then you know what we get to do? We get to use our, our Eileen Dietz bumper. Mm. Yeah, finally. Oh, yeah, we've had that thing in the bag for six months. <laughs> you know, we could be throwing these things around willy-nilly, but, you know, we don't want to do that. We could... Uh, Start using one per episode. We dull out the good stuff.
0: Sparing. Very rarely. Very, very <laughs> sparingly. Sparing, very
2: sparingly. Yeah, it's the top shelf stuff. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if we can get a couple celebrity interviews. And by the time you hear our next podcast, we'll let you know of our successes or failures. All right. So... Um, thank the moon rays yes thank you to the moon rays for intro creature features at the top of the show find their music on itunes or amazon they're easily found on facebook but there's another moon rays so watch out um
0: they're the evil moon rays <laughs>
2: the ones with goatees <laughs> yes um so it's the moon dash rays that you want to find on facebook uh and of course if you get a chance listeners please go rate review and subscribe on itunes uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, of course. If you're listening to this, you've found us already. But we do uh, benefit from rating, reviewing, and subscribing because it helps other listeners find us. Um, having said all that, thank you for listening. And uh, real quick, before we get out of here, I didn't want this to be the um, last thing we do, but... uh <laughs> <laughs> ghosts in the burbs is a new podcast diary um, of a madman <laughs> it's uh, liz sour from wesley massachusetts telling stories of ghosts in her area of the country and the storytelling style is really awesome they're short podcasts about 20 minutes and they're a lot of fun uh she's somebody who um, liked us and followed us on instagram which is a really fun place to find other like-minded people and uh, I saw that. Oh, she's got a podcast. And I checked it out. It was awesome. So I like to recommend people check out Ghosts in the Burbs. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it a lot. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And stay stay off off the moors.